record. Welcome to the Bodie Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, this is officially the dawn of season two, episode one, where we, John with a J, Bodie Ray, are shifting gears into a new format. We are exploring uncharted waters, investigating new territories, and just kind of diving in today and figuring out what's going to work for us and for you guys moving forward. We are not entirely abandoning the video review um, thing that we used to do, um, but maybe just make that more of an accent piece now, maybe when we want to shake things up or something, or uh, that becomes maybe exclusive material for a Patreon or buy us a cup of coffee or one other It's other time one of to evolve. Platforms. Yes, time yeah. to evolve. Time yeah. to expand. Um, today, um, it is John with a J and Bodie Phoenix, if you will. Um, we are burning down the skies of old and lighting up the lands of new ahead of us. And in front of you guys and today's topic ray why don't you tell us some this today's is topic exciting. is embracing your demons so if you want real growth if you want real change in your life the best way to do it is to embrace your demons so let's slowly tiptoe on the surface of the pool of what this topic means what's how, how what does this translate to what what is embracing your demon what is a demon i think, I think the first thing we should do is you said define what a demon is to me a demon is any consistent thought that takes you out of the present moment anything that closes your heart Anything that takes away your peace, drains your energy, um, keeps you from living authentically, um, keeps you in a state of survival mode, which keeps you from limiting yourself, from limiting your expansion. It's a really That's good my, definition. My definition of a demon. It's a really good definition. My definition i didn't really think of this and admittingly i decided to go no notes into this episode and just kind of embrace um the present moment as uh, as how ray and i met and when we um jested about creating a podcast there were no notes there were no topics predetermined so i wanted to see if i could tap back into that magic but for me um again lovely definition bodie ray bodie phoenix as it were um, it's two, it's just, two, it's two things to keep it simple. Uh, I love your long definition because it hits on all cylinders for me, but for me, it's, it's, uh, an, an entity inside of you or an aspect of you that causes pain uh, or fear. Yeah. Yeah. In a nutshell. Simple enough. Yeah. Right. I mean like pain or fear and those are the two things that, you know, or sadness or d depression, whatever, which is, which to me is just like more pain. Um, but yeah, pain and fear. And those, those are two things that typically that we don't use the word embrace with, uh, although maybe people give us that unsolicited advice or, you know, we hear it in a movie or see it in a saying, a slogan or a cliche or an old proverb. Um, but 
instinctively, you really just want to run away from these things. You don't, yeah. or you want to distract yourself away from having to feel these things, right? Definitely. I mean, most people will do anything, any other, any other thing that they will do to a, except for bracing your demon. People will come up with any kind of coping mechanism. It's usually the last thing they ever want to do. And a lot of times, um, we don't, we don't face our demons until we actually have to, it seems like. Um, but there's, um, let's also, we should also say how demons manifest themselves. Demons can manifest themselves as ailments in the body, diseases, pain, pain. um, strange pains. Pain. Um, they could manifest themselves as reoccurring situations in your life. Um, some of the people that come in, we keep attracting in our lives. We may still keep attracting people who are narcissists for some reason that we can't understand. And they could also manifest themselves supernaturally, which like I've had that experience before. So you may think that you're haunted. You may be having um, sleep paralysis, shadow beings. You may notice certain things moved. So you may think you're haunted. You may think there actually is an exter something externally that's bothering you that's supernatural. When in fact, it is a external manifestation of the internal energy that you're suppressing. That, that makes, makes crystal clear sense to me. Very well spoken as so well. There's a lot of different ways that this energy can manifest itself if we don't face it if we don't embrace it so we've talked about what demon uh, is defined for us both we talked about what demonic how demonic uh, energies may manifest now how let's talk about the word embracing that you've used so what does what does that look like what does that mean um for you and for today's discussion as far as um things well, I, I wrote i wrote down some some tips that some that people could work with today that they could use to embrace their demons. So I wrote a list and I didn't want to go into, I didn't want to go into something like very super detailed, like a completion process, you know, by Teal Swan. I mean, that's a very detailed thing that if you haven't read the book or have studied that, that's, that's something that's, that's a tough thing to go through. But I wanted to give somebody, people some steps that they could do today to embrace their demons. And the most important part is I think we've talked about in other videos is always mindfulness. And being mindful of how you feel in this moment and what triggers you and um, what you're feeling in the body, what thoughts that keep coming up in your, you know, all the time keep coming up in your mind. So it's mindfulness is always the key, always, at least to start, I believe. Um, and that's the, so you'd say probably as an introductory um, practice, step one in embracing your demons might be. Mindfulness. 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 Yes. Be mindful of when you um, when you're out and about in certain situations. Now to work with, actually work with embracing your demons. Sometimes we can't always work. You know, if we get triggered when we're at work or social situation, sometimes we can't always work with the trigger right then and there. So sometimes you know, working with our demons, we have to you know we set time aside like we would meditate. So sometimes if if we're if we can work with work, work with the trigger that's going on right now, if you're triggered, or if you're able to kind of conjure up that feeling in your mind, like, you know, maybe later on in the day, you're like, man, you know what, when that person walked by me, and they just ignored me, I felt myself triggered. So sometimes you could kind of, you know, you could use your mind to kind of bring that up. 
However, let's say you want to work with your demons and you're like, you know what? I don't have any triggers. I don't really, you know, I can't think of anything that triggers me. Then I would, I would advise working with the body. And I would say, okay, if you can't think of a, a trigger right now, that's fine. So turn your attention towards your body because your body will store that, will store that pain. So my advice would be go to close your eyes and find out where you feel discomfort in the body, where you feel uneasiness, tightness. Um, let's say maybe it might be your chest. You know, you may feel a lot of stress right here in your chest. So step number two would be to personify it, give it form. So you would do is you would ask questions like, okay, I feel tightness in my chest. What, what feeling is it? Okay, it feels like, um, we lost Ray for just a second there, folks. We're talking about step two. Step two, 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 mic check, mic check. Step right. two, there he is, he's back. All right, All right. so step two you said was a uh, personify, the bumps personify. and bruises of the Bodhi bros. So, so what you do is you give it shape, you give yes. it form. You give yes. it, like how, what's the size of it? What's the feeling of it? What's the color of it? Give it, give, personify, what, what kind of eyes does it have? Does it have a name? Another real important question is how old is it? The age of it too. So you want to you want to personify. You could even draw this out. You can even take a piece of pen and paper, markers, crayons, and the more detail you give it, the better. So give it give it um, as much form, gender, size, shape, and when and what you do is you imagine this demon. Let's say this demon's name is um, Brad. I don't know, <laughs> and he's tall, red, and he looks like the devil, and he's in front of you. What you do is you hold space for it and you allow it to speak. Listen to it. This is the part that I call inviting your monsters or your demons to coffee and or, or tea and cookies, I like to say. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Because I don't drink coffee anymore. Or beer. Or beer. That's your thing. Yeah. I invite your monster, your demons to beers uh, or, you know, sparkling water, whatever. It's, I, I say tea and, and cookies just because it sounds proper like tea and crumpets. Uh, and it also sounds fun and like, you know, just jovial and childlike, yeah. you know, cookies, cookies, everyone, you know, tickles you in, in a, in an inner child kind of way, but it also softens the, um, just the whole meaning of it too. Like, Oh my God, I'm inviting the scariest thing and the most painful thing in my life to sit down and enjoy tea and cookies with me. That's basically what Ray's saying here is he's saying right. like, get to know each other and, and, and that's where so, the, the magic so what begins. You, what you want to do is when it's in front of you, when you're even, when you're having beers and cookies, is you want to is you want to listen to it. Yes. You want to find out, okay, what what does it want? So it may say something like, "Yeah, you know what? I want to choke slam my boss at work." Where you really want to get to <laughs> is you want to get to what it needs, because a need is different than a want. It may say, "I want to I want to choke out my boss," but really, what it wants is it wants to be listened to. It wants to be heard. So you have to find out, you want to get down to like what it really needs. Now the part is you switch places and you go into the demons part and you ask, you know, okay, you kind of say like, okay, the demon heard everything that you said. Now you look at yourself through the demon's eyes and you describe yourself. How would the demon describe you? 
how would the demons describe what you wanted and what you needed? So you find that out. Okay, so the demon might look at you like like you're a child. It may see you as like weak, that it needs to protect you actually. So it may actually be an ally. The demon may actually be an ally trying to do, wants to do the right thing and help you, but it's just kind of naive. Um, and actually what, another good uh, definition that I think of demons are, are really just outdated coping mechanisms that don't work for you anymore. Right. So, so what, so, so addictions would fall into that then? Well, let, let's say that when you were younger, um, let's say speaking out would get you in trouble. And so you learn to be, you have to be more introverted growing up. So you kind of, you kind of stop talking, expressing yourself, you're expressing your opinion and that worked to get you acceptance when you were younger. But now as you're older and you've grown and your self-worth goes up and you're still, you're still using that, that form of silencing yourself, keeping yourself quiet because in the past that's, that's what worked. But now you're, in a, you're growing up, you're in a different environment. And so that, that coping mechanism of being quiet and not speaking up for yourself is sort of outdated and it's causing a conflict. Mm. You know, it's kind of keeping you stunted, I guess, keeping you from expanding. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think, so you want to look at the, the, yourself through the demon's eyes and find out, you know, ask it what, what, it, how, what it thinks you want and what you need. And then really what you want to do is you want to go back and what you want to find a correlation of what you both need. And because, and, and, and trust me, the demon wants to give you what you need. And you agree, what you want to do is you want to find a mutual agreement to feed each other what you need. Mm. So they may say, what? He wants, you know, he wants financial success, but really what he wants is security and stability. And you may be looking at the demon and the demons, you think, yeah, the demon wants me to like quit my job and like cause, you know, speak up and whatever, get myself fired. But really the demon just wants me to express myself more because I have really good ideas that I'm not sharing. Hmm. So what you do is you feed each other, you give each other what you need. And you can do this kind of like energetically, you kind of put your hands out toward each other. And really what you're doing is you're, it's almost like a puzzle piece going right back in like that. You're feeding each other like that. So that's really what you want to do. So what, you're, that, what you're talking about sounds a lot like if not exactly parts work then? Yeah, it's a form of parts work. Yeah. Right. But as you know, a lot of people don't know what parts work is. So I right. to get that and give somebody that's, give people that something that's, that's useful that they could do today. Right. And I mean, that just, it makes, makes sense to me. So, so, so far we've, we've come through like two steps, correct? Yeah. We define demons. We explained how they manifest. And, and then gave it how, personification. How personification and how to do something practical to embrace your demons. Mm. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of different kinds of shadow work that you can do. Like you said, parse work, shadow work, completion process. Um, it's in like, you know, I think really what you go behind these demons, what you find is, I think what you find is the love and the light hidden behind that, hidden behind that fear. Because you're giving it a voice now. You're not suppressing it or yeah. pushing it away. You're actually giving it the microphone and like, I mean, it's, it's there for a reason. It hasn't, it hasn't been there to hurt you. It's actually in essence been there to help you because nothing else is working. So it might be the loudest thing in you. It might be the scariest thing in you, 
but it, it's it's taken that form for uh, good measure because you're headed to you know a, a place of uh, potential disaster. So it's really just yelling and screaming and scaring the shit out of you to subconsciously prevent you from continuing down this um, trail of decay or debauchery or what have you. Correct. Right. And it, the, I think the, the thought of embracing your demons is a lot more fearful than actually doing it. You know, yeah, you think, I would agree. You know, you think about, oh my God, face him and facing the demons. Oh, I can't do that. And, you know, cause your mind's always going to think of a worst case scenario and your egos, the nature of the ego is always to try to protect you and keep you in that comfort zone. So it doesn't want you to go into that. You know, it's, it's trying to, it doesn't want you to go, you know, it wants you to stay in that comfort zone. So, but that, but actually doing this work, you realize there was really nothing ever to really be scared of. And once you once you acquire that courage to face these things, you and you do this successfully, you kind of realize, hey, there's really not that much out there to really be scared of. Yeah, you know, it was just my own mind. Yeah, I know you're familiar. My daughter and I uh, write a book series called Monsters Can't Lie. And the premise of that is pretty much what we're talking about today. It's about um, giving your monsters a voice, your demons a stage um, to show up and, and put, put a play on for you of sorts to explain um, what's going on their side of the equation. Um, Monsters Can't Lie started off um, for kids, we say from kids from ages 9 to 99, and um, because we all we all need this medicine at some point of our journey, or at least a refresher course, if you will. And it's all you know the the thematic uh, premise that pumps its way through each of these um, volumes that my daughter and I are co-creating together is the what we resist persists. And as that pertains to demons or monsters and embracing them, is like volume one, for instance, is called uh, Stardust, and volume one deals with our essential childhood pains and fears like there's some something under the bed or there's a boogeyman in the closet or thunder stuff like that so stuff that we would experience as young very young children uh, maybe our, our our first traumas our first moments of our parents either showing up for us in nights in shining armor or abandoning us or neglecting us or shaming us guilting us etc cetera, etc cetera. So it, it's, it's kind of like a little, and it's written in iambic pentameter, so it's got a nice little rhymy flow, and my daughter's amazing artwork. And what it does is it just kind of, it takes that one fear of there's something in the closet. And, and bringing that forward instead of running from the thing in the closet and saying, hey, this is what the dark, dark side, air quotes of it is. Um, here's what the light side of that could mean and how they fit together. It's kind of like what you're talking about, like what this side wants and what this side wants. So instead of stretching them apart and, or running to the light and, and abandoning the dark, it's about, all right, here's the demon. There's something in the closet. Here's what that might mean and, and how the two of them fit together. How did you come up with that idea for this book? It's really kind of funny is an, an ex um, a boyfriend of, of hers or, or something that, yeah. And, and um I'm not going to get the story exactly right the way it happened, but uh, my daughter was going through a lot of anxiety and stuff. And, and he's like, he said something to her along the lines of like, what's wrong or whatever. And, and she's like, you know, there, sometimes I feel like there's monsters, you know, in the closet or something like that, or there's monsters in there. And like I said, I'm going to screw the story up. I wish she was here to tell it. And, and he was, he said something along the lines of, 
like, why don't you just talk to them or something? And he's like, you know that they, you know, they have to tell you the truth. And she's like, really? And he's like, yeah. And he, they, it was just like a funny thing between them. And she just yeah. kind of like the light bulb went up and she was like, that's kind of a cool concept. Like that they have to, like, if I face my demons, they're, they're obligated to tell me the truth. Hmm. Right. Like they're, they're, they're not there to lie to you because they're, they're a representation of, a, of an inner struggle of yours. They're, they're actually amplifiers of truth. Right. And right. so the, the term monsters can't lie, it started off as like monsters don't lie. And then we were like, can't sounds better. So it evolved into that. And like I said, I just butchered the, the way it all transpired for them. It's a much more um, uh, enjoyable story when told by her. Um, but nevertheless, you know, that, that just gravitates into volume two, which then we, uh, which I just finished writing and she's doing the artwork for now, eventually. <laughs> Love you. Um, anyway, um, and that became a, a, a social thing now. So, and the reason why I'm talking about this is just to, uh, not to promote the book necessarily, but go ahead and get a copy on Amazon if you'd like, <laughs> just look up Monsters Can't Lie. But there's, there's different levels to these demons and fears. And so why I'm talking about volume two and what we tend to do with the series is just to illustrate that. So volume two is now the social fears or demons, Ray, and that would be like crowds, high you know when you go somewhere and you experience a fear of heights um yeah. or or water you know where you have to drive over a bridge and some people like freak out or whatever so these are more social strangers um and 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 how people perceive strangers as demons and stuff like that um and then volume three we decided to go into like a, we're going to make that like our lego star wars if you will and that is we're gonna we're gonna make it like a a, a really soft and like pastel kid story. So we're gonna, we're, we're, we're doing like some really high level stuff now, then we're gonna dial it down and plug into a whole different crowd, uh, if you will, and, and tell more of the story of what you asked, like how did this come to be? And tell yeah. it more of like a, it's just like a quick story. Um, pretty awesome. With, with her help. Then four and five, real quick, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up here. But four um, goes into animal totems, right? And these will be the shadow totems, though, and, and predominantly the demons in us that we are most scared of, like sharks, snakes, spiders. But what that fear actually really represents in us and going toward those creatures versus saying, no, 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 I can't go in the water. There's sharks in there or, or oh, yeah, the, you know, spider. So kind of finding like the, the underlying psych psychological reason why you'd be scared of that animal. Right, yeah. right. And, and why that's no, that becomes known as your shadow totem, because it's not one that you're like, I'm an eagle, I'm a hawk, you know, I'm a humpback whale. You're like, you know, yeah, you're that, but you're also the spider. You, I'm not a spider. Those things are disgusting. Kill spiders with fire. I know, I know a spider is mine. <laughs> oh, because you're terrified of them? Yeah, and actually sometimes it's happened a few times where um, I've had fear projections of spiders where I would wake up and I would see this huge like spider on the wall, like real thin spider. And I'd wake up and I'd be staring at it. And I'm like, am I awake or am I asleep? And it's there. And it would start running. And then it would just like disappear. And I, I seriously swear to God, I would think it was real because it was, I would wake up and I'd be up for about 30 seconds just staring at this. And it would just run. It would, then it would just kind of just, just fade into the air. And it was like, wow, like, 
you know, that's how strong the mind is. Um, and spider, and so why are you calling spider medicine? Well, let's explore this for a minute. Spiders typically represent, for most people, that they're not taking um, complete power or stepping into their complete power in their life and understanding that they are the writers of their own script. You are the conductor of your own symphony. You decide what the movie is that's going to play out before you. Spider shows up for people that just need that medicine to understand like, you know what, I am, this is what my life is going to look like. And then boom, manifest. That totally, that totally resonates with me, man. Thanks. So dance with the spiders, baby. Play with the spiders. spiders. Be be the spider man. (laughs) Right. And it's funny for, for, for people that are terrified of these particular animals, they will see them all the time. And they'll even point it out to you. They'll be like, did you see that spider? And you look and, and you're like, I don't see a spider. They're like, it was right there. And it's because I'm not a match for that. You are. And trust me, I had my days. The reason why I was able to just rip that off for you is because I had my days of spider medicine and embracing that particular demon in me. And they used to me out, man. I have a, yeah. a comedy skit on naked facing the biggest spider ever created on this planet i mean like this thing was like are you joking like who planted this thing here this cannot be real shit it just moved like and that was a day man where i felt the feelings ray i was naked and but here i am having to face this thing and because i'm not going to kill it man i got to the point where i was like i'm not going to kill another sentient being this is a big beautiful spider that deserves to be here on this planet just as much as I do. How can I dance with this thing and get rid of it? And the only way, Ray, here's the deal, was to get closer to it. Wow. Like the only way, and, and instead did of freaking, I did everything but hug and kiss this thing, man. <laughs> but I gently, you know, ushered it out the window and like, look, I wasn't Superman by any stretch of the imagination in this particular movie, folks. But I mean, it would have been very easy to just smash this thing into oblivion. And I didn't do it perfectly. Looking back, there was definitely some slices of cowardice in me for sure. Um, but it was, it was a day of reckoning, man. It, it made me, you know, realize like you can, you can do these things, man. And these things aren't here. That thing was terrified. In fact, I come to find out what particular type embracing it, which also meant learning more about it. Right. So I did some research on this spider afterwards and it comes to find out that they're mostly blind. And so they, they, they feel with their feelers and everything and all that stuff. And so they'll run what feels like they're running at you and jumping at you like to attack you, but they're just going toward like your vibration and what you're putting out, but they don't even see you really. So it's this really interesting thing where you're like, you assume you're like, this thing's coming after me. It's attacking me. It wants to kill me. No, it's just scared. And it's trying to get away from you, really. Right. Yeah. So it's, I think yeah. it works. You it had works. to embrace your spider. Yeah. Sit, sit down. Cookies and beers with your spider. Because the <laughs> tea is not strong enough when it comes to spiders, is it, Ray? <laughs> no, yeah, whiskey and spiders. <laughs> yeah, we've graduated from beer. We're now into whiskey and cookie with spiders. <laughs> Hey. All right. You think it's time for a card? I don't know, man. Is it time for a card? I think it's time for a card. Uh, let's do a card. What deck you got? 
Well, you mentioned her earlier, Ray, and when I thought about monsters, I couldn't think of anything more scary than the blind oh, spot. The blind spot. Oh. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. All right, folks. That will show. Um, why don't you explain what the blind spot deck is? The blind spot deck is all about the things that we don't know that we don't know. So they're all represented here by some what are known as sigils. Teal Swan, the artist of the deck, the author of the deck. Um, she wanted to create things that are hidden in our subconscious that we're not yet aware of. And so um, I'm hoping that here with today's collective card pull, we'll pull out a demon of sorts. Um, collective demon? A collective demon. I'm pulling a demon out of the deck, Ray. <laughs> and we're all going to be like, ooh, this doesn't pertain to me. That doesn't resonate with me at all because we don't know that we don't know it, folks. So this card is all about something that is hidden deep within your psyche that you have suppressed, disowned, denied, rejected, whatever, um, up until this point. But now it's time to take a look at it and say, like, how, um, how does this aspect of me, how does this demon within me, um, or why uh, is it here, and how do we dance more harmoniously together? How do we do a race set earlier and, and listen to both sides and then meet in the middle and, and come to an agreement on things, right? Yeah, right. And it's not about compromising. It's about hearing each other. Um, and it's not about bargaining and oh, I'll do this, you'll do this. It's about just really deeply listening and coming to a place of together understanding, right? Right. And it, those, those, that energy wants to come together with you. It's going to want to. So it's not going <laughs> to... It wants that. All right. I'm going to put it on the chambers four, AKA the heart. Heart chakra. Give it that heart energy. Oh, we're going to get a demon ray. We are going to exercise a demon ray. Here it comes. <laughs> Woo! Loaded, loaded. There we go. Can I get a what, what? <laughs> what, what? There it is. All right, great. And one. Two, uh, mm, I think it's no. Wait, it's this one, right? Oh, 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 uh, oh, 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 hot, 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 fire! Sixty-one. I 61. like it. Sixty-one. Check out the artwork for a few moments. This is the sigil. Um, I like which, that. Yeah, which is a symbol that she channeled. That for her, and maybe for you and I and all of us, will be representative of something that we take with us. She has these um, temporary tattoos made from, uh, I think, pretty much all organic, uh, all natural um, sources that you put on you and train with this symbol for and walk with it for a week, two weeks. It's funny. Um, they're all made from the same material in the same way, and they're all the same size, just different designs, right? Some will be on you for three days, and then it washes off. You can take a shower every day. Some will be with you for two weeks. So it's pretty, it's pretty powerful the way that That's our body cool. embraces yeah. these, these things um, and holds on to them or releases them in one way or another. So 61. Now these are really typically, as you know, Ray, very long. Yeah. Oh, wow. Usually you can kind of break it down or find the paragraph that kind of explains it the best summarizes it yeah i just wow this is really a lot 
What's the the okay? So sigil number sixty-one is temporality. Hmm. Let's let's um, we'll we'll bounce around here. I'll I'll, okay. I'll go intuitively to the paragraphs because there's like three pages here. Um, so maybe I'll do like one the beginning, the middle, and the end. There we go. Right. Something that says like, you drawn this card, it means blah 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 blah. Oh well, look at this. If you have drawn this sigil. What is preventing your progression is that you're either too attached to the temporal in general or to an aspect of the temporal, and it has caused you to lose sight of the bigger picture, which includes much more than the temporal world. If you have drawn this sigil, you might be looking for a solution that does not exist in the temporal world. This is like looking for a key that is lost, but being convinced that the key is somewhere in one specific room and never finding it because the key you're looking for is in fact, not even in that room. If you have drawn this sigil, you may be so invested in the physical and provable and rational, and even potentially the type of science that is purely focused on physicality and those same things that you have forgotten that there is more to the universe than meets the eye. The physical world may seem secular, but it isn't. The physical world is not separate from spirit, it is a manifestation of spirit. If you are denying the majority of the universe and actually the majority of yourself, if you have invested in this way. Because of this, you might be more skeptical than you should be. By closing your mind down, you become unable to experience other potentials and other realities. You become selectively ignorant. I'll skip to the end here. And it says, this sigil has come to tell you that the answer you seek does not lie in the physical. And it has come to tell you that you are being limited by your fixation on some aspect of the physical. It is like being so focused on the tree that you forget the forest. The thoughts causing your over-identification with that aspect of the physical must be questioned. It is time to invest your focus in the higher perspective slash truth that comes with the awareness that transcends physical life, space and time, and all of the things in it. Sounds like um, a prescription for meditation. Hmm. You know, it sounds like whatever you're looking for is inside, internal, not external. I think this this echoes uh, you know things that we've been talking about lately too. I think, yeah. and, and you know, instead of trying to change the world, you know, be the change that you want to see in the world. That that whole message too. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. not that's that's not external things. That's going inside. And we've, we 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 talked about how this pandemic has you know created a lot of um, unrest and uh, um, just uncertainty and stuff. And a, a lot of folks will go outward and say, well, th this is wrong. I want to change this. I'm going to move this. I'm going to sh shift this mountain. And, and whereas some of these are very valuable and valiant and valid efforts, um, I would challenge everyone before you go out and do all those things to do to jump inside. Not that you should not do those things or participate in those things that you're, you're, you're humane, human given right um, to explore those um, the events that are out there and whether you want to create them or participate in them, whatever. We're not saying that you shouldn't do that. Just saying that maybe, maybe dive inside first. 
it may be, um, it makes me think too, with everything going on in politics, that maybe people are projecting externally onto maybe some of the candidates, some things or they want change in the world. So they're for this person against that person, or they want this cause. And they're looking, they're, they're looking for somebody to solve something that maybe only they can solve within themselves. You know, you're looking for this person. You want peace in the world. So if, if my guy gets elected, that guy's gonna that guy's gonna bring peace. This other guy is not going to, or or vice versa, whatever. And really, maybe it's instead of looking for someone else to kind of externally to create that change, you create that change in your inner environments and do it that way. Yeah. Instead of relying on an external source or someone's gonna come along and fix your problems for you. I I think what you say is is really a great approach to meditation and it goes hand in hand with our topic today because in in meditation we can peacefully sit with these demons too and they'll come up that's when that's why a lot of people don't really um explore meditation as much as they should or even at all because they know that if i sit in silence with myself that scary shit's going to come up right but just used used to for me back in the day when i used to try to meditate I used to get really scared that something was going to happen, like something was going to pop up or something was going to scare, like a jump scare, something was going to happen. And a lot of times I, I couldn't meditate like years ago because of that. And I was like what you're saying and just feeling afraid like that. And like you said too, it's um, people will try to avoid that. You know, people, some people will do anything other than wanting to be by themselves or sit with themselves and they'll look at their phone and watch TV you know, any kind of distraction, kind of yeah. keep your mind off that stuff. And just know when you, when you, when you do find that slice of courage and there's no hurry, but when you do get there, it's magical, man. When you can keep bringing yourself, and even if you start off or set a timer uh, for three minutes and, and three minutes goes by fast. If you can last three minutes with these demons and just with yourself in meditation, Maybe next time set it for five minutes or six minutes or just try to double it every time or stay at three minutes for three months. Like it, you, you, you will benefit from three minutes of meditation because it's three minutes more than you've been doing. And any, any bit of time that we take to do something different and to first and foremost just be with ourselves and only ourselves is priceless. And I talk, I talk of that through, from experience and how it's transcended and transformed my ways, um, my life in the most magical of ways. I know, Ray, you have a lot of experience with meditation of different yes. sorts, and I'm sure you can speak to the profundity in which it has impacted your life as well. But, you know, that's all i got to say about that. <laughs> uh, as far as the right. physical is concerned, um, you know, we, we touched on that briefly and the demons and stuff and the cards bring that up as well. Whenever you're feeling like, like when you're walking, it happens to me all the time, man, when you're walking, um, when you're in bed, like Ray said, you feel a tightness of your chest. It could be something as simple as that. It could be your Achilles heel. You go on a walk and you're like, man, ah, gosh, like feels like it's going to pop or, or it's really, really tight. Yeah. You had that before that you said on a retreat, right? Yeah, yeah, you just go, you go into that pain. I've had pains that I feel like, holy shit, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning, I'm not gonna be able to move my shoulder or my neck. And and that's a recipe for disaster, because that's resistance, that's, 
I'm going to grab salves and this and that and put things on to, to alleviate the pain. And in that of itself is resistance. Not that right. you shouldn't treat yourself with natural remedies and things that bring alleviation, not saying that, but don't forget the most important element of it all. And that is embracing those demons because that shoulder pain is a demon and it's something too to remember is that resistance is based in fear and the more resistance you have something you're almost you're feeding it that that fear energy and that's what kind of makes it that's what makes that get worse and worse and worse is that fear energy that resistance so remember resistance is fear acceptance is love so if you accept that, that's there, and you, that's that's a form of love. And sometimes those two different, sometimes those two actions may be the same, like you said, putting um, ointment on it. Some people might be putting um, some kind of ointment on it out of resistance because I don't want to feel that. Yeah, and, this is and right. That, which is which is true, but also somebody could also be putting ointment on there because you know what, I love myself and I don't want to feel this pain. And so it's even though the action is the same, it's coming from a different energy coming from a loving energy not a fear-based energy and i think that's why certain practices whether it's medicinal meditational whatever work and i say work and then other times it doesn't work because the intention is huge behind and that's what the whole placebo study and stuff too it's is where, it's where it's coming out of where it's deriving out of that action and when you do stuff out of um resistance that's what creates karma that's what creates that karma is because you're building that resistance and you're feeding it, actually feeding it fear. And then whatever you're resisting, you said you resist, persist. And actually, grow, not only does it persist, it grows stronger because it's getting that, that you're feeding it that fear energy and it's just going to keep getting bigger, bigger, bigger. Somehow it's going to manifest into a way that you're going to have to deal with it sooner or later, no matter what. So, yep. And last night on my walk, man, the Achilles started tightening up Ray and I said, all right, Talk to me, Goose. And, I'm like, and usually, usually the pain correlates on my side of the body to that wound within me that's either motherly or fatherly. So if it's the left side of my body, it's typically something that's derivative of a mother traumatic wound. If it's the right side, it's the father, right? Mm-hmm. And yesterday, I t- but I never, I ne- you know, I never go into it going, "All right, it's my left Achilles, it's mom." I always listen, you know, and say, "Talk to me." And sure, sugar directed me. And it, 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 it took me back to, to a memory. So I'm, I'm almost doing a walking completion process type of thing on, my, on myself, basically. When was the first time I felt this pain in my Achilles? And, and it just, it, next thing I know, like the walk has taken me to a place. It was really cool because I'm like, oh man, did I just walk through a crosswalk and not even look for cars type of thing? Like, whew, like where I'm, I'm like, you know, like when you're driving sometimes and you get in that zone and you pass five exits and you're like, where did the last five exits go? Well, that's what happened at the walk is it took me to this place of connection to this thing that keeps surfacing in my Achilles, which I've never really done anything to injure it. I mean, I'm just old and a little overweight, whatever. But dude, halfway through the walk, Ray, gone. 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 That's great. Did that's- I get... I didn't even get any resolution or anything like that. Like there were, weren't any epiphanous moments where I was like, oh, this, and, and so I'm sure that this pain will come back again so that I can reconnect with it and learn more from it. But I've Amen. become, yeah, but I've become very aware of it. And in that moment, it's gone. 
it didn't worsen. I'm not, I didn't find myself at the side of the road going, oh, my Achilles is done or whatever, because there I think was a willingness there to connect to that demon. And well, I don't have any, I, like I said, I don't have any notes today, Ray. Did you cover everything on your notepad? I covered everything I need to say, so I think we could uh, wrap it up. And so 22 countries now? 22 countries. I should, you know, I always say I'm going to leave it as a surprise for you, but then I get like all giddy and <laughs> I share it before the, the, the podcast starts. Damn me for doing so. Um, but yes, we are now in Kenya. Kenya. So we have, we have graced an, yet another continent. Um, we're, we're looking out for you, Antarcticians. Antar Antarctica, Antarcticans, Antarcticans, and Antarcticans, right? Is that right? Yeah, I think that's what it is, Antarcticans. Tune in. What else are you doing up there? I mean, you got yeah, you to gotta, you gotta be. Come on, board. Come on. I'm sure it's a little cold. Listen to a podcast. Warm you up. Hit us up with the topic you want us to cover. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, let us know what's going on in the world up there. I've never been. I don't find myself booking any plane tickets up there in the near future. Uh, not because I'm hating, but because of the, the pan pandemic situation but uh let us know why we should come to antarctica and and host a host a retreat there <laughs> wouldn't that be some shit Woo! hey we're open to anywhere and anything folks this is now officially season two uh of the Bodie bros you know we make our own rules here as as you should in your life and stepping out of our comfort zone ourselves yes. yeah yeah and this was kind of embracing that too i guess a little bit of um insecurity because you know normally we review videos we kind of have that to fall back on sort of you know yeah. well let's talk about this guy or what he said tony robbins or whatever but this time it's all us you know there's no, there's no video nothing else except what we know that's it we're, we're making it easier on the audience too you don't have to watch a video to connect to the material uh, intimately that we're talking about um you still can and you still can watch the old videos and without watching the videos that reviewed. And it's a, it's a blast. It's a hoot. Trust me. It's a good time. I rewatch the videos and I enjoy them. Um, but moving forward, yeah, this is the, the new format. So topics. So this makes life even easier for you guys as far as suggesting things. Throw some topics at us. What do you want us to talk about? We'll talk about anything. Um, there's an endless sea of material out there that I'm sure Ray and I can come up with. But wouldn't it be special? If you suggested something and we covered it and did a whole episode uh, for you and the audience, let's dance. Why not? Let's do it. All right. So check us out uh, next week when we cover, or we might talk about cinema and, and then it should be cover your topic. Ooh, do tell <laughs> comment below. So guys signing out for now. John with a J. Bodie Ray. <laughs> the, the rusty Santa sleigh bell. I love it. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. We are out of here, folks. And, all right, all right. And see you next time. It's a wrap.